is it hard to do that though? Because I would think, okay, if I'm because when I'm run, when I'm doing something like that, active like that, when I'm running, I just want to go. I want to get it done. I want to finish yeah. it. And so for me, as as also like if I saw Meg from Hercules, I would stop and wait the entire time of the marathon to see Meg. But if I saw say Bolt, which I've seen before, yeah. I might be willing to stop. But I might be like, you know what? I'm I'm going now. I got my momentum going. I don't want to stop. Is that hard to do? Is that hard to stop your momentum when you're going like that? Or it depends. It and also it depends on on my emotional tie to the character. Mm-hmm. So there will be times where I'm going and I see somebody that I'd like to take a picture with, but I've taken a picture with before. And I'm like, oh, that line's kind of long. I'll just keep going. But then there are times like I am a psychopath for Judy Hopp. And so if she's <gasps> out, I'm stopping. <laughs> like there's no question. I could start a race saying, all right, this is my goal race. I'm in a PR today. I've trained super hard. I'm not stopping. And then I around the corner and I see that bunny. Mm-mm, nope, done. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's the Main Street Street Electrical Podcast. Episode number 12, I do believe. Whoa, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not very good with math, but I think I can get up to 12. So very good. Well, I mean, you ate a 20 for breakfast this morning. That is true. That is very, very true. Listening to our conversations earlier, uh, (laughs) which is funny. Okay, so behind the scenes, we we (laughs) we recorded this entire segment earlier today. And I went back to listen to it to edit. It was like this big, uh, for various reasons. <laughs> awful. That's that's him actually doing that on purpose. Pretty much, it yeah. It was so not on purpose it was, earlier. It was, it was terrible. And so, you know, it's 9.30 at night for me. It's 10.30 for Jen, where she is in Amish country. And they're about to turn the electricity <laughs> off. And so, uh, Wait, and we, don't, like, we don't ever have electricity, right? And I know donkey outside running around yeah. in a big circle to, to turn whatever right. the electricity. He's about to stop. Anyway, so like, I just told Jen, we got to re-redo this because it just sounds awful. It sounds awful. And in the meantime of listening to it, we were talking about breakfast and stuff. And I mentioned uh, that I had an oatmeal for breakfast. And for some strange reason, I said I had a 20 for breakfast. And he made fun of me. This is the part is he made fun of me because I was like, you had a 20 for breakfast? And he was like, how did you get I had a 20 for breakfast? I'm from like, oatmeal. Oh, that's what and, I heard. And then I went back and listened to it. And I texted her, hey, Jen. Uh, so I did say I did say 20. Just, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, what I do know is this. We Disney. Jen, how'd you Disney this we week? We Disney. Um, Dave, I Disney by booking future travel for Disney this week. Nice. And by me booking future travel, I mean I made Brady do it. Right. Well, is this for you or for, for other people? This or? is for me, which is of why course. I made Brady do it. Of because course. if it's for my personal trips, I offload it at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I'm my own worst travel agent. Uh, back when back in the olden days, in the in the in the lighter times when we did dining and fast passes ahead of time, you know. Um oh, yeah. gosh, I don't remember those days. But what? I would we would do fast passes late, we do our dining late. We just I'm I'm a terrible travel agent for my own trip and you know I used to be amazing for my own trips and then I started planning everybody else's and I'm like Steph's like, why are you getting, you know, the, the artist point uh, storybooks dinner for everybody else, not for us? I'll get to us. I'm fine. I'm just, not, I'm not making us any money. That's why I'm not going to a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, so 
I have been going to physical therapy for my shoulder and uh, mm. I somehow injured my shoulder. I don't know how it's probably because I'll be 45 in a few days. I'm old now. I don't know, but somehow I injured my shoulder and chiropractor told me, well, you can go get physical therapy or go get an MRI, which might lead you to surgery. I'm like, Hey, let's go do some, do some PT. been doing PT for about a month now. I didn't know how it worked. I walked in, no clue what's going on. So I walked in, had my Disney shirt on, my shorts, my hat and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey guys, what's up? So, you know, they had a girl there at the desk and she worked as a, a great movie ride attendant back in the, the oh, days when it was open. Uh, we had another girl who's a big Disney fan and she was like, I love Disney. And so we chit chatted for about that while she's you know, putting my arm through the ringer mm -hmm. and butchering all that and stuff. And so, you know, so I was... Uh, got a Disney shirt. They got the compliments and everything. And I thought to myself, well, the next time I go, I'll wear another one too. And then another one, another one. So I kept wearing the Disney shirts and I kept getting compliments. But I will tell you after a few weeks of this, um, I'm in my fourth week now, I think of physical therapy, Jen, I'm starting to run out of Disney shirts. Um, I am starting wow. to run out. I've worn the monorail shirt and all my Hawaiian mm -hmm. shirts and I've worn my, my slinky dog so shirt wait, and my after, shirt. And how many times a week are you going? Because I'm going to start judging you if you only have four Disney shirts. Oh no, no, no. I've got like Okay. Well, presentable 12 or 13. Now I'm starting to get into like the older t-shirts and stuff. And I'm starting <laughs> yeah. to, get, you know, I'm probably going to end up wearing my Mike Wazowski shirt, which has a big eye and like a vinyl eye <laughs> in the front. And on the back, it says like about my eye on you. Oh, that's breathable. Well, because I think there are some things that you wear just in the parks and some things you mm -hmm. wear everywhere. And there are certain yeah. Disney shirts I don't really wear out like my Mike Wazowski shirt because it's kind of obnoxious and goofy looking. But in the parks, yeah. it's like, hey, look at that Mike shirt. And so, yeah, so my Disneying this week was really just going through my Disney shirts going, okay, what have I got left? I, I, Cause I can't repeat shirts. I can't Obviously, do that. Why would that's I do a faux pas. that? Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, you walking out, going down to Disney world with multiple ears. You don't want to wear the same ears two days in a row. Why um, would you do that? Why would I need to do that? Because I have like 25 pairs. That's the point. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I have enough shirts. I just have to kind of weed through them. Now, unless, out, you know? unless it's like new special edition ears, that is different. Well, that's true. Wear those. That's true. Cause you need people to know that you've got the new special edition. Correct. Ears. Exactly. Like when slinky ears, like were mm -hmm. the brand new thing, 100% I wore those have like you, three different days. Have you seen the France ears with the macaroon ears in the o Eiffel tower in the front? M G. Yes. And I need them because I love France <laughs> and you know, I love Epcot and I freaking love a macaron. Of course. Of course. It's not a macaroon. Everybody it's a macaron. What I, what I, what I'm things. sad about though, is that there really is nothing like that for guys. Like all the girls, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a guy, that's a girl thing with the ears and stuff. And I guess you could do the, the dome with the ears and everything, but yeah, you, you could do the dome. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the fanny I've packs. Seen, yeah, I, should, oh, I could start doing the fanny packs and stuff. Maybe that'll work. Judging. <laughs> So we got a little bit of news to get to before we have a good show. We got a great show coming up, by the way. We do. Great show. We have this a great a fun guest show. coming on. Fun show by request. And it's a show that I wanted to do for a while for this I mean, not that we're podcast. biased. Not biased at all. I love our shows. So we got that coming up. But first, let's do some news. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah! News. Got three little bits of news here. First, um, kind of the we're, we're not a negative show, so we're not going to get into the negative to the mire. But it is worth mentioning the Disney quarterly uh, reports came out, and they're down about two to three billion dollars of the last quarter or so. And, and social media is blowing up over social it. Social media is blowing up over it, and that's actually after the previous quarter where they were down about a billion. So we're looking at anywhere from two to four billion dollars in losses. During a pandemic, by the way, this is when the like, entire industry exactly. has posted massive losses. This isn't like Disney just opened up a really terrible park and nobody's going. No, no, no. This right. is a pandemic. And I had this vision of Universal sitting back, like that meme where the guy's sitting back eating popcorn, just oh, watching. Oh, like the what's Michael Jackson on. meme exactly. where he's that like, too. yeah, it's watching. Because <laughs> Universal, when something cool is going on, they're like, hey, we got roller coasters too. And on things like this, they're like, 
hey, you, Disney, you take the heat on this. We're, we're, we're losing money. I'm about to lay people <laughs> off. We're, we're in bad shape, too. But y'all go ahead. But, but no, it is worth mentioning. But I got to tell you, and Jen and I can both say this with certainty, Disney World is not going to close. They are going to be They're fine. They're going to be fine. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little tight for a little while. There are going to be some changes and things you're going to have to do. They may not open certain resorts for a while. Sure. Hours will be shortened. Whatever adjustments we'll make. But there will still be a Disney World. You will still be able to ride Space Mountain. Yep. It'll all be fine. It is going to be fine. Same thing with Universal. That was worth mentioning. Also, we found out that Mulan is coming to Disney Plus, and everybody wanted yes! to see Mulan. It's exciting because it was supposed oh to come gosh, out in so March. Pandemic things happen. They push it off to the summer, July. to July, and August. Now September 4th, coming to Disney Plus. However, it's $29.99 if you want to watch it yes. on Disney Plus. So it's like your subscription now has a price to it. Um, unlike... But- Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, but when you look at the price, yeah. if you're a family of four going to the mm-hmm. movies, I mean, you're talking about family of three. Top. Even I a mean, family of three. Well, yeah. uh, let's, let's be honest. My, um, you know, Steph and I will go to a, we'll go to a movie sometimes. And, you know, depending on when we go, if we go to, mm-hmm. don't go to a matinee, if we go to a Saturday night movie or whatever, that plus like two drinks and a popcorn or whatever, that's like $38 for the two oh, of easily. us for tickets easily. and then snacks and stuff. So, 30 bucks is not a lot. And unlike Mm-mm. some rentals where you go, like on Apple, you would rent a movie yeah. and for $5.99 or $6.99 or 20 bucks or whatever, you have 48 hours to watch it and then it's gone. Once you unlock this price, that is yours to watch as long as you have Disney+. Plus. So if you pay the $29.99 and you don't even get to start the movie for a week and you start half of it, you have to go back to it a week later, it's there for you to watch, which I think is pretty cool it's a pretty cool, cool thing because i was afraid disney's gonna say yeah you got 40 hours to watch it and that's it uh, right. this is their way to earn back some money because the movie was about mm-hmm. 200 million dollars budget mm-hmm. uh marketing is 100, 100 million dollars off of that i have read that they are going to do their best to put it into theaters when theaters open so you'll have a chance sure. to see it at the theater more than likely my thought on that though is that i think black widow is going to be looking at the same fate I if i had to right. guess before the end of the year uh, that would be a huge movie to put on for Thanksgiving week to say, you know what? Oh 30 bucks, gosh, you get right? Black Widow as well. And I would totally go see the theater even after paying money for it. 100% because that's going to be kick butt on the yeah, big screen. I'm excited. I'm excited about <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, I just think it's, I think a lot of entertainment industries like movies are going to be going this route just for now anyway. And I think it's a great idea. And I'm just super excited for Mulan. Like I've been excited for Mulan. Yeah, so. And I think a lot of people will. I, I think yeah. Disney plus subscriptions are up to around 60 or 65 million people. People yeah. subscribing. That's a fifth of the country who's subscribing to Disney Plus, which, which is insane. does not surprise me, so, quite frankly. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's subscription. That's households. So each household average of two to three to four people. So that's yeah. that's huge. That is huge. And Disney did it at just the right time too, because you know with everything going on, they got the Hamilton coming on, and I think you mentioned mm-hmm. to me that people getting subscriptions just for Hamilton. Uh, oh, I literally know people who got it yep. for Hamilton. They're yep. like, "This is worth it," and yep. I was wanting to watch The Mandalorian anyway, or like mm-hmm. whatever else. Happened. Well, and there's something on there for everybody because, like Disney yeah. nerds like us, you've got the Imagineering story and the prop, uh, culture, prop culture and the behind the stuff and mm-hmm. that Frozen behind the scenes. You know, I've always been a huge fan of Frozen too. That Frozen behind the scenes yeah. documentary is fantastic. It's amazing. It's so and yeah. So, yeah, watching any of that, the movies and everything, it's perfect for families and, and such. Plus, you've and got so. all the Star Wars stuff. You've yes. got all the Marvel universe. You've yeah. got, I mean, yeah. and then random things like that Jeff Goldblum show. <laughs> yeah, which is which is also pretty funny because we which need to get is, him yeah. on the show after you get the Bob's. Call Goldblum's agent. I think oh, yeah. we can get him. I think I he'd mean, be fun on the show. Yeah. Hello. Who doesn't want to be on the show? I mean, you know everybody. So final bit of news here. Splash Mountain running into another little problem here. Uh, Apparently, one of the boats sank. And not just like kind of took on some water. It actually sunk. And the funny part about the story, nobody was hurt. Everybody was just fine. Everyone's fine. 
But the funny part about the story is the cast member was telling them to stay in the boat, which was Mm -hmm. funny because the boat ended up being three feet underwater, Um, which on its surface is funny. When you think about it, it's like, that's kind of dangerous. My guess is the cast member just did protocol, stay in the boat, stay in the boat, stay in the boat, didn't know what else to do, you know, because they're having to come out of the boat. I don't mm -hmm. know. I think that there are also some safe, like the other reason is that in some Again, I don't know this, yeah. but I'm pretty sure because on some of the rides, there are literally could be danger with getting yes. out of a boat, especially if it's yep. moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally yes. risk serious injury. Well, you're getting like out of a moving vehicle. So that's one yeah. thing right there. Even and if the it's machinery moving a mile and a half. Yeah. does not care yeah. what well, you're doing. Pirates like, of the Caribbean cut off the guy's, like, tips of the guy's finger when he stuck his hand in the water. They say, do not put your hands in right. the water. Like, right. He put yeah. his hand in the water. Yeah. And he put exactly. it, like, under the boat, and the yeah. boat. Right. Yeah. Well, like and that's track. just a point though, that there is machinery going on all under the water. Yeah. So don't put don't don't follow put the directions. It's why they that. say. And, but if the boat sinks and if you can see yourself onto the shore easily, maybe that's something you can consider doing. Make yeah. your make a judgment. There's a meme going around now that has Jack and Kate from Titanic in a Splash <laughs> Mountain boat. It's fantastic. But the one thing I thought of when I heard this story was there is a, there's an old school legend, and I believe it's been verified that Imagineers are the ones that kind of sabotaged 20,000 leagues under the sea at the very end of its life because the, oh, the, the, the higher-ups were coming through. in to ride it, to see it, and the Imagineers were so tired of working on it because they knew it was crap, and the higher-ups were like, no, we have to And by crap, people loved it. it well, was people just, loved it. It just broke it was just all the time. Broke, yeah, it was the machinery. And the higher-ups were like, no, this is a legendary ride. We can't close it. So when they came in to visit, the Imagineers said, oh, let's just make them get stuck for like an hour under the water. And so my first thought was, what if the Imagineers were like, yeah, why don't we just go ahead and get rid of this ride? I don't think they would have done that. I don't think that's what, yeah. But, it's already slated, you know, but, but you know who knows? Who knows? I so, do miss twenty k. I just I, I, I never got to ride it. I never got to ride it. Uh, well, you I, wrote Nemo and Disney. I've done Nemo. Which, Nemo, I cannot imagine will be open in this COVID era because you are oh, tight up in it. that little ship. I mean, I mean, not that Disneyland's tight. open right now. Right? It's no, not, no, 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 no. But, but when it does, ooh. yeah, you we are shoulder to shoulder in that little thing. The seats were built for people who were not poo size. Let me just tell you. So yeah, it's those seats are narrow, <laughs> little tight, little gnarly. So let's go on now to uh, our little little interview here. We have a good friend of mine named Sarah who used to come on the old iteration of this show. She's been on several times talking about Run Dizzy, and she's a guru because she's done what she say like one, two, six, sixty-six I mean, marathons. An incredible amount. I was yeah. super impressed. Yeah. So she is wonderful. Also, we bonded. We bonded yeah. during this. Yeah. During this whole so. thing, whenever my audio went out and this whole choppy audio thing, I like lost the entire thing. So I had to come back in. And when I came back in, Jen and Sarah just chatting like old friends and just whatever. And, you yeah. know, like we we're, good. Besties. we're good. It was fine. Exactly. It was fine. Exactly. Let's get it over now to our talk with Sarah. <laughs> And on the line with us, I'm so excited because in the previous iteration of the podcast, we had her on several times. Well, now it's the first time we've had her on the Main Street Electrical Podcast, and that is Sarah Bergman, affectionately known as Hi Ho Sarah, which of course is a reference to Seven Dwarves, not a uh, not a, a princess of ill repute and an elevated platform. Hi Ho Sarah, how are you, my dear? <laughs> I am excellent. How are you guys? Wonderful, wonderful. And Jen, fantastic. Uh, now, Jen, you are driving, so that's going to be the kind of the 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 tunnel sounding audio for you. Where are you coming from? I am coming um, from a meeting with a client. 
fun. Today, and it was one of those things where, it, like, life happened for her, and things got pushed back more than once, and so I was like, well, I should still be fine, I should still be fine, and then I was leaving, and I went, well, I guess I'm joining on my AirPods, and it's <laughs> totally fine, so. None of us know anything about life happening and things being pushed back and rescheduled and canceled. That's just... You know, yeah. yeah. No, none of us have any experience yeah. with that. So <laughs> no, but it was like super. It's super. It's super fun. It's a client who I just love, and the problem is that we're like friends, so we also sit there and talk. <laughs> and I looked at the clock, and I went, "Oh, I got to go. I've got the podcast. I got stuff. And... To, I got podcasts to do. I got multiple casts to do because I'm an important person. I gotta go. I mean. <laughs> Sarah, we haven't caught up with you in a while. How are things in your neck of the woods down in the Jacksonville area? I know you guys just moved and such. Things happening okay we with the did. kids and the family? We did. We moved during the middle of the pandemic, and it went all right, and we're finally settled into the new house, and things are rocking and rolling. How excited were you to hang all your medals up? Um, it was a little overwhelming because I didn't quite know where I was going to put everything and how it was going to go, but I've got – some big ones in my office and we have a gym in the new house and so I have like a whole wall where I can hang the rest of them that have been sitting in boxes for a while so that's honey cool. why did you spend $700 on command hooks do you know how many medals <laughs> I have got it got it, got it. <laughs> dude someone of her caliber totally has the metal hangers I can see them I can see that yeah absolutely I use curtain rods curtain rods, oh. curtain rods from Walmart and, and the new Jim, there's actually a shelf that I'm kind of wrapping him around the shelf. But in the past, I just, I get cheap Walmart curtain rods and uh, hang them up that way. Smart. So you, you do you have any of the custom made ones like for your favorites? Um, I have one I would show, I can show you on my camera, but the podcast world can't see. I have one 48.6 metal holder that each year I replace my dopey metals on that. And so the it's always hanging the most recent years dopey. But other than that, I just nice. books and, and go from there. <laughs> now I had the idea one time and I hope, I don't know if you've ever done this or whatever, but you really, I think you should count up your mileage and be able to say, I just ran my thousandth mile or my 1500th mile or, or my whatever. I, did. Because I started and then the world ended. <laughs> So yeah, spreadsheet somewhere with the miles, but I think after princess, it's just, everything's just, just gone away. So right. we'll, we'll have to pick that back up here Yeah, that's uh, in cause, 2021. Cause you better believe if I'm counting up my mileage when I, if I'd run like you and I'm like nearly, nearly 2000 miles, I'm telling everybody, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to restaurants. Y'all have the sweet tea please. And the chicken. And did you know that I've run 2000 miles on marathons? Just, just want to throw that out there. Just, I would throw that out to everybody. I would say that. So, <laughs> Hi Jen, nice to meet you. I've run 2000 miles. How about you? How are you doing? I mean, I've not run 2000. Well, maybe if I include all my training. I probably have. I think I've driven 2,000 miles in the last couple of weeks just with my kid running around to therapy and practices and stuff. So, you should get a medal for that. I really should. <laughs> I really should. So, Sarah, before we really dive into Run Disney, we have to ask the question that we ask all of our wonderful guests. How did you Disney this week? <laughs> I have a story for you. Bring it. So, I uh, last week, it was Thursday morning. And I pull up our, we're also DVC members along with going to Disney all the time. And I, I pull up our DVC account to 
see how many points I've got to play around with because I'm booking a, a quick trip for my five-year-old for right before she starts kindergarten. And I look and it says that we've got 96 points to use for this use year. And so I'm like, great, plenty of time. And I tell my husband, I go, we have the yet until the end of July to use these points. So we just need to plan something. And he looks at me and he goes, you mean the next two days? And uh, my quarantine brain had me thinking I had like months to use these, these hundred points that were sitting here. Sure enough, I had completely miscalculated our DVC points. We were about to lose all of them in two days. So we booked a huge villa at the Grand Floridian, got in the car, and went to Disney World. <laughs> that is fantastic. Because you're, what, two hours, three hours away at Yeah, most? we're two hours away. So it was, we were very lucky that we were able to do it. And I thought it was just going to be me and the girls, but my husband was like, I mean, it's a villa. So he literally packed a screen and a keyboard and built his office right there at the Grand Floridian and worked during the day and played with us at night. It was awesome. That is fantastic. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. Oh, I guess we have to go stay at the Grand Floridian Grand Villa. One thing to know right? about Jen is Jen is a resort snob. She does not put her feet down on less than anything than deluxe carpets. Um, there you you know, go. If she had to slum it in a moderate, she would. But you know, Grand Floridian that is her boo. That is her. That is there her. You main go. So, I yeah. had been there. That is not fifteen years since I'd stayed there. So that was it. Was a treat. That's one of our home resorts. So that's totally 100% my bag. Yeah. I love yeah. it there. Unlike David, who loves all-star sports. Club, club level. <laughs> Only all-star sports the, club level. For the matzo balls, apparently. Where the, where the cups are free and the, and the pastries all come in individual wrapped bags and they're warmed in the morning. That's, that's all-star club level. There so you I, go. That's and, and that's the one area of Walt Disney World I've never been. <laughs> never oh, my been God. We're best friends. <laughs> Sarah, we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've stated just about all of them at this point, except for the contemporary. The contemporary is really the only deluxe I haven't stayed in. Oh, contemporary Old Key West. Everything else I've stayed in. Oh, see, uh, now Old Key West is a special place in my heart. That is probably my favorite resort to stay in, which is weird. And I know a lot of people don't say really? that, but it is one of our absolute favorites. Well, your favorite attraction is also the Navi River Journey. So, you know, <laughs> you are a little quirky. And Jen, I'm not making that up. That is Sarah's favorite attraction. <laughs> it it I mean, really I is. Like although I do have to say... Hey, I finally got a chance to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. <gasps> oh, it's so cute. Ah. It peaked no. up there. It really did. <laughs> it's so cute. I like it better than Navi. But I, I would have to agree. Mm -hmm. I think if I had to pick one of my favorites, the railway would, would, would top Navi. At this I don't, but you do love Navi, and there's nothing wrong I with do. that. So, you know, so it's, it's not like they're saying Navi's suddenly no good. I mean, it's, That's it's right. now it's just been edged in. by a, a revolutionary, technologi technologically right. advanced attraction, you know. Yeah. And so I understand that completely, but really, really cool. So let's talk a little bit of Run Disney. And, Jen, let's I can hear it. you, too, so I'm hoping everything stays in with you. And if not, you'll just kind of – Oh, yeah, no, I'm in a good – I am – in a good area. Good. A good Jen, area Jen is a good place in her life, which is really good. That's good very place. encouraging. <laughs> so first of all, run Disney. I got, I will just open it up to either one of you. What attracts you to run Disney? I like I, for myself, I'm not a runner. I don't like running. It's just one of those things. I'd rather cycle. I'd rather bike. Oh. I'm good on bike. Good playing tennis. I just don't run. What is it about run Disney that you want to pay all this money to go down there amongst thousands of people in a normal year and run oh. early in the morning through a park, get a little piece of metal, which is awesome. And a shirt for all the money you just spent. What, what is it about? <laughs> so for me it started with i wanted to run a half marathon 
it just was a weird goal I had. And I wasn't even a runner at the time. I was just, I was like, I want to do this. And then I, I had found about, about run Disney and the wine and dine half. And I was like, Hey, I love Disney and I want to do this run. This is a great, you know, marriage of the two. So I signed up for the first one and I fell in love with the entire experience and I started doing more. And then I thought to myself, how can I do this all the time for every race and um, not, you know, get crap from it, from my family. And so that's when I started my business and here I am. That's fantastic. There at every race and I run them all and it's just, it's, it's the greatest. And it's, it's gone from the love of running and the love of Disney to the love of the community as a whole. Like I don't, yeah, I don't go out there to run the races. That's kind of a bonus and it's fun. It's I, my friends are there. My family's there. It's the highlight yeah. of the year is going out there and seeing all of these people that I communicate with on a daily basis that I never get to actually see in person. Sounds like being in a travel I, agency. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, no, but, but for real, she's right. And I think for me, cause I was never one who loved running at all, but Brady got into it because he really, he wanted to start running. So the very first year I just did the cheer squad, but watching everybody and the atmosphere and like everyone will have so much fun and like all the cute little tutus and the costumes and everything. And yes. I was like, okay, maybe I want to start doing this. So I ran the inaugural um, Minnie Mouse 10K okay. the next year. And I was like, okay, no, this was fun. And I just, I fell in love with it that way. And then we've done, you know, several since then. Brady's done more than me. But like I said, I've done like five or six events and I did the wine and dine, you know, the year before that. And yeah, I just, I totally agree with what Sarah said. It's, it's amazing. It's such a fun thing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. So your, your first, well, you said you did the mini and then Sarah, you said you started a long time ago. How many races do you think you've done? Uh, either one of you, I guess, since then, I mean, ish approximate, you know, I am going to actually look now. Cause I know that we had talked earlier about mm -hmm. me having like what my races are and how many I have. I think that I do have like a, like something on here that's that has my races. Let's see. Sarah races. I'm on my computer right now. I have an Excel sheet. Nice. Let's take a look at this and see if it's if it's on here. I love Sarah Excel. Sarah races. So it looks like as far as run Disney goes, I have run well, <laughs> Star Wars is on here. Let me take that off because <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like on here I have run 66 run Disney races. Wow. Um, wow. 21 of them are half marathons with four full marathons. And then it looks like 25 K's and 20 10 K's. So. It's, wow. Yeah. That is crazy. It's a lot. That is and I crazy. think the miles are on here too. Five hundred and sixty-five miles of of Disney park running, and that's everywhere from California and Florida right. and Paris and all right. of that. So, that's so you've done Paris too. Yes, and I was supposed to do it this year, but <laughs> gotta love good old coronavirus. That's what happens to everybody. Yo, there's a whole I don't lot. Know. Of... I don't think I love it. I think I want to kick it in the butt. <laughs> that's that that whole. 
you know, I was supposed to dot, dot, dot. There are so many things that all of us could put in that little, those little dots to end mm-hmm. at this point in time. Yes. So, okay. So let's walk yeah. through. I know, Jen, you said you've done five or six, but you, I mean, once you do a couple, I think you get the gist of it. I mean, I think, I don't think that, you know, I think you guys are pretty parallel in terms of doing the races and such. I want to walk through kind of the beginning. You, you get online, you sign up, or you go through an agency, Park and Preston, a Pawn Star, whatever. You sign, sign through an agency, you get, you, you get it signed up. You're ready to go and everything. You get down there to the parks. I want to kind of walk through race day. What happens? Where do you go? Where do you start? How does the race run? Just kind of, I guess you guys can go back and forth. Just kind of talk through the race itself. Like what, somebody who's never done it before, what would they expect yeah. when they get down there and then they wake up at three in the morning or two in the morning and it's race day? What, what happens? Well, step one is the expo. You've got to get, you've got to do the expo before the races start. That's where you go and you pick up your, your bib, okay. where you pick mm-hmm. up your shirt uh, they've got the vendors that are out there and like lots of cool stuff you can do. You can um, listen. Jeff Galloway is usually out there. He gives some speeches. Sometimes they'll have yoga. Like there's lots and lots mm-hmm. and lots of stuff to do at the expo, but that has to be your first step because you have got to go and pick up your race bib in person, mm-hmm. show your ID mm-hmm. and get all of that mm-hmm. taken care of. Um, That's the day before your waivers, all that good stuff. Yeah, the, the day, day before, before all the races started. Gotcha. Okay. They have emergency bib pickup typically available. It's never advertised because they don't want it to be abused. But like if your right. flight gets canceled or something crazy happens, mm-hmm. you will most likely 99.999% be able to pick up your bib the morning of the race. And so worst case scenario, somebody will be there. You'll be able to still run. Just you would have to go to the expo afterwards to get your shirts. And right and all the, the extra fun right. stuff. And you can designate someone to pick it up for you. So like if you, you are meeting you a friend down there. Oh, and no, not anymore? You cannot. No. Oh. no, 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 no. Because I was um, able to, for there was a form at one point. There was a form at one point, but it was abused as most. Ah, uh, okay. Most Maybe that's how many years it's been. Yeah, no, you cannot. They have absolutely, there's a zero tolerance. You would, the person mm. that picks up the bib has to match the ID. Now, of course, there's going to be these one-off stories of times when it happened and somebody right. was able to do it. But the the main policy is you must be there in person to pick up your racer. You pick oh, up your good that has definitely changed. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, you love it. The, re- the expo is fun. So like, I would not want to skip the expo. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So really, yeah. I mean, the emergency table is for only emergencies. Like you get mm-hmm. it because you said the flight's canceled. You couldn't make it. So they'll give it to you, but they're going to give you the side eye and probably silently like, judge you as you walk away going, mm-hmm. I'm sure flight mm-hmm. was canceled. Lazy. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> get up. Okay. So you got the expo. You're done with the expo. You've got your shirt. You've got all your paraphernalia. You've signed up. You've done your ID. You've done everything you're supposed to do. You've got everything. So I guess that's when you go to bed, get a decent night's sleep of two to three hours before you wake up at, at, at you know, early in the morning at the, the ungodly hour of two or three or whatever. Yeah. Is that kind of where we're going Ooh. here? Yeah, we usually set yeah. our alarms for about two and we start mm-hmm. moving around. But we also, we're a little extra. So we get up, we do the makeup, we get the costumes. Like we don't just roll out of bed and go run. It's a whole process. 100%. Thank you. So, okay, so let's talk, yes. let's, let's talk about the costumes. And I, I've seen pictures of both of you guys in various costumes, either cosplay or just wearing like Disney bounding, which for the listener who doesn't know what Disney bounding is, that is a subtle costume where you dress up in certain colors or whatever to regard to certain characters and such. Costumes, what are you guys' favorite costumes? I mean, I know, what are some of your favorites you guys have done? I'm actually super bummed about Wine and Dine getting canceled this year because my five-year-old was going to run with me and we had an excellent, epic costume oh. planned, but it's going to have to wait for another year. We'll just You're going to keep it a secret? Um, I'm keeping it a secret. Okay. It's that good. That good. good. So just stay tuned. Next villain's opportunity. We're going to be out there. Oh. Um, 
But I think my favorite up until this point was I dressed for the Princess 10K with my best friend. We were the stepsisters. And oh. that was one of my favorites that we'd done. Um, my full marathon costume last year was Sorcerer Mickey, which is a big one. But my very, very, very favorite race costume ever was again with my best friend. This was in 2015 um, when we ran the Disneyland 10K together. And I was seven and a half months pregnant. And we went as Sully and Mike Wazowski. And my big old belly had a big eyeball on it. And it was oh! costume. <laughs> that is so cute. That is fantastic. I love it. And I'm like, this will never be topped. It just, it, it won't. It, it can't be. <laughs> well, it won't be topped until, of course, your villain's costume that's coming up. That's which, right. My villain's that's, costume. That's when it'll top it. <laughs> Wait, Jen, I, is I, it I, the same child that was, that was? No, no. The, oh, it's different. Have, okay. I'm and a four-year-old. They are a okay. year apart exactly. And it's funny, that race, I was supposed to run it the year before, but I deferred because I was pregnant and then immediately got pregnant again couldn't defer for a second year. So I was like, well, I guess I'm running the Dumbo Double Dare almost eight months pregnant. And I did. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty awesome. That is, yeah. I can't run it. I can't do it not pregnant. And you're like running, you're running for two people, which I would count those miles twice. I'll be honest with you. Because, you know, I probably should. I should have gotten two medals the whole, the whole nine yards. <laughs> I mean, Gentil you were running for two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jen, tell me about your, your costumes. Like, some, what are some of your favorites that you've done? Because I know I've seen your um, pictures too, and you've got some you've got some really cute stuff. Why, thank you. So, I definitely am a tutu runner. I love running in a tutu, and um, I know that that catches flack sometimes on social media. But I've made my own tutus for multiple races now. Um, my very favorite one was when I had the Tower of Terror ten miler when that was still a thing, mm -hmm. which was my favorite race ever. I love a nighttime race number one because that's when I'm awake <laughs> and I did I had these mini ears that I inspired my entire outfit from because they were like the green and purple Halloweeny ears and so I got like a bright green tank top and I made a purple and um, green tutu that was like kind of long and flowy and then I had these stripy witch socks like with the you know like the fake buckle 100% that was my favorite costume ever uh, we ran as pirates one year, Brady and I. He dressed like Jack Sparrow, and I did just another like random female pirate, not the redhead. I did. I thought about trying to pull off the whole redhead thing, but that was too much costume. For, you for have to run. Race. There is a, there's a point where you have you to like. Do have to this run. is a little bit much. I have to run. <laughs> like I actually have to be able to move in this costume. That's like the big thing. But that year, Brady, he let me put eyeliner on him to be Jack Sparrow, which was all sweated down his face by the end of the of the half or a half marathon um and then that year I do have to say was freezing it was 33 degrees mm. in Florida 33 degrees and you're not you, you're not expecting that in Florida now we had trained in it because we are in Pennsylvania but when we were training in it we were wearing thicker clothing and even though we looked we're like no it should be fine and we'll be running oh my word it was cold I don't think I sweated during that marathon <laughs> it was so cold that's yeah. fantastic all right so we got our costumes uh we get down there to the race day where the race designation is wherever you guys are supposed to yeah. I'm, I'm assuming there are different locations based on different races or is it all kind of one place that all the races end up going Generally, to Generally, the races will start and end in the Epcot parking lot that's yeah. where there's the most mm -hmm. space that's where it typically goes there are a handful of races that will start over at the ticket and transportation center okay um but 
almost every race that I've done in Walt Disney World has either started at Epcot or TTC. I so think all you, of mine have started at Epcot, yeah. Are you given like a corral number? Are you given a place to go? Or you do you are. just kind of show up and yeah. be like, I'm here and just run? How's you are. The, <laughs> no. the corralling is done based on proof of time or just mm-hmm. a time submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of know where you're going to go. It's printed on your bed when you get there. Um, yeah. They, a lot of people will contest theirs or argue and they do occasionally make changes at the expo if your corral is incorrect, but they do have corrals and it starts off with your A's, which are smaller and elites and the corrals get bigger and the seal mm-hmm. gets bigger the further back you move. Um, and so what you'll do basically in the morning is you'll either drive to Epcot or you will catch a bus. Every mm-hmm. single Disney resort is a host resort. Mm-hmm. I know back in the day, it used to be there was only specific yeah. resorts that would have the race transportation. Well, that's since changed. So no matter where you stay on property, you'll have a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, several off-property resorts also do buses. Like I know the Hilton at Bonnet Creek has their own. Some of the official ones, isn't it? out there. Um, but you will get to Epcot. And if the race starts at Ticket and Transportation Center, you get to Epcot and then take another bus over to TTC. Um, but everything is pretty pretty even down and lets you know what's going on. And the monorail resorts typically for half marathon and then for the full marathon in January, for those two races, you have to take the monorail. And so you just kind of need to know the transportation options in advance. Like I remember Mm -hmm. there was one morning or one afternoon I was sitting at the Polynesian with some friends just having a dole whip and was over overheard a conversation of people, oh, well, we're going to wake up and we're going to get the bus. And they had, did not know that there was not going to be a bus the next morning. Because there was a bus for the 5K and the 10K, but there was not oh. going to be a bus. So it's just, you just really need to pay attention to your, I mean, luckily I, I stopped him and I was like, you need to take the monorail. Because I could just imagine these right. people walking around, where's the bus? Right. And right. So you do kind of need to do your research in advance to know the type of transportation to get you there. But once mm-hmm. you're there, it's a piece of cake. Okay. There's great signs. A million people can point you in the right direction. And then, you know, once you start hearing the anthem, you just kind of go that way. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, once you get there, they have so many cast members directing you to your corral, like where you're going. And they try to keep the corral fun because, I mean, it is 4 a.m. <laughs> or whatever by the time you're there. And they usually have character greets and stuff ahead of like even getting into your corral, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Is there, and even though it's 4 a.m. Is there food out there is there coffee is there water is there any like things you can purchase yeah they will have typically there is a disney food and beverage tent with coffees Mm -hmm. and pastries and bananas and granola bars and that type of stuff and then occasionally not every time there'll be a joffrey's food truck Mm. and so the the disney one you can use your magic band it's great it's easy joffrey's obviously i pay cash your magic band isn't going to work over there but um, usually there's one or two options of something. Okay. And then there is, I don't know, maybe Sarah, maybe they're not doing this anymore, but they used to have like the tent you could pay extra and do, there's like a breakfast in the morning. So that's runner's retreat. Runner's um, retreat. they have had runner's retreat for several years in a row, which is an interior tent where they'd have breakfast, they'd have characters, mm-hmm. um, a private bag check, private bathrooms. It's mm-hmm. been nice. I've done it a few times mm-hmm. this past year. They had not offered it. They oh. offered a program called runner's square, which was generally the same thing. Just a con, not a, the breakfast was much less and it was an open air area as opposed to being enclosed yeah and everybody's like it, they okay. did it once the construction started at epcot just because of the footprint of where they could put oh. the tents. 
um, it did not do as well because even me, like yeah. when I was getting ready for the marathon, I will pay um, to have an inside place to sit because I have shown up on the morning of the marathon when it's been 20 degrees outside. You know, 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I'll pay for that. Yeah. That, the comfort of the inside. <laughs> and I wasn't going to yeah. do it. If it's just, oh no, you can go over here with this fence. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I see, I was wondering about that this year and I didn't do any events this year. So I was like, I wonder if they even still have the retreat because that was such they, they a, nice did a modified version of it. And okay. the, the people that had never done runner's retreat enjoyed it. The people that compared it to runner's retreat were like, that was it not, that wasn't the same. Oh, so you don't really <laughs> so want open air, you don't really want open air bathrooms. That's just not going to work for local people. It's, it's, messy and gross and just cold it's well, just, and it's i will good. say one of the yeah. selling points to the runner's retreat when they or for the runner's square my apologies was a a modified walkout to the starting corral and i'll tell you for princess uh, and for marathon the trek to get to the start line for the half marathon is a solid three-quarter mile walk easy. like it's oh. it's out there and before so, you even start before you even start the race, you're already at two miles for the day. Um, and so that was a big selling point is you get this kind of like back-ended way to just go right up into the corrals. But I still think even with that, people are like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be complaining. I'm like, not only have to run, I have to walk another mile. Uh, so yeah. I'd be the worst. I'd be awful. Oh, all right. So, all right. So we're, we're at the corral. We've got our, we've got our food, we've got our coffee and everything. Do they just, you said the anthem, they play that. Do they have a starting gun? They, you let, they let the elites go first, I'm assuming the fastest mm-hmm. ones because they're the ones that are going to finish first. They're probably working on times and things like that. And mm-hmm. they just kind of, each corral goes one at a time based on your, 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 your corral time. Is that kind of what yes. we're thinking? Yes, and, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll typically set off the corrals at different times and it changes for each race. But what they've also started doing is having different waves in each mm-hmm. corral. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a handful of people from B will go and then the second half of B and they, they do a really good job of having cast members there with tape and kind of breaking it up yeah. just so it's not tape. like on your market set go and a thousand people from Corral G just go. Good job of kind of yeah. helping even it out a little bit. Like an old school rope yeah. drop heading for a fast passes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mr. Romania, get your tickets. Let's go. So, all right. So the race has begun. And I know one of the great things about Run Disney is there are characters along the way. I've heard all kinds yeah. of things about characters you can stop and see. Um, rare characters. So yes. what are some of the, the, the coolest characters you've seen maybe that you don't see every day in park and such? Oh, gosh. And it's funny that you asked me this. I am not a big character stopper, mm. which... <laughs> it blows people's minds every once like it's just it's not I've gotten better at it the past couple of years because I'm less worried about not being able to finish um but I know it like wine and dine last year they had like the bowling hot guy and bolt mm-hmm. I think I took a picture and sent it to you yeah. I was all excited that My I saw bolt guy. yep <laughs> um but there's just kind of your lesser known uh, characters you just don't see walking around the parks. Marie, the hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame was out um, during mm. Wine and Dine last year. Like they just kind of bring all of these older characters out, and it's yeah. kind of a neat hook to to get out there. Um, you have to pick and choose because you know if you stop for every single one, you could get swept. Yeah. Um, at least for me. But um, my, some of my <laughs> favorites, I got Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, and like all the Lost Boys on the Jolly cool. Roger. That's that amazing. Was awesome. I have yeah, some it was serious back- um, jealousy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That one was during, now I have to remember, I want to say that was maybe one of the 10Ks that I ran. But in any case, it was literally amazing. 
And then um, another one, oh, the Wicked Queen, like the old hag Wicked Queen yeah. from Snow White. I've, I found her on the 10 miler as well. And then the Big Bad Wolf was a fun one too. Those are probably my three like favorite ones that I've stopped for. Yeah. I got the big bad wolf during wine and dine last year. That was a big like check on the box. Like I don't, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I was a little bummed out at myself this year. Cause when we were running princess, it was extremely cold still in February, which I'm still salty about because oh. our costumes were so adorable. Um, and the fairies, the, the fairies were out. <gasps> and oh it's no. Just, we got to the end and there were the fairies and it was so cold. And we we're like, we literally can't, stop and wait in that line. Like it just, it was, we were too cold. We couldn't do it. And so I just look at all my friends' pictures with the fairies and go, that's so cool. <laughs> no, is it, that, no, but it's true. Cause sometimes you just see it. You're like, I just want to wait for that line. Yeah. The line. Yeah, is it, is it hard to do that though? Cause I would think, okay, if I'm, cause when I'm running, when I'm doing something like that, active like that, when I'm running, I just want to go, I want to get it done. I want to finish yeah. it. And so for me, it's, it's also like, if I saw Meg from Hercules, I would stop and wait the entire time of the marathon to see Meg. But if I saw, say, Bolt, which I've seen before, yeah. I might be willing to stop, but I might be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going now. I got my momentum going. I don't want to stop. Is that hard to do? Is that hard to stop your momentum when you're going like that? Or It depends. And also it depends on, on my emotional tie to the character. Mm-hmm. So there will be times where I'm going and I see somebody that I'd like to take a picture with, but I've taken a picture with before. And I'm like, ah, oh, that line's kind of long. I'll just keep going. But then there are times like I am a psychopath for Judy Hopp. And so if she's out, I'm stopping. <laughs> like, there's no question. I could start a race saying, all right, this is my goal race. I'm in a PR today. I've trained super hard. I'm not stopping. And then I around the corner and I see that bunny. Mm-mm, nope, done. Stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried a PR on a Disney race for that reason. I was like, I will PR on races here in Pittsburgh. And I have. And I PR'd and I submitted that time and I got a freaking good corral. There you go. It was amazing. I was like, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's funny you said Judy Hopps. Give me more time to stop. If you haven't heard, we did a we did a heroines bracket a few weeks ago where basically we basically put all 32 Disney heroines together and kind of who was the biggest Disney heroine kind of did them as a bracket. You should listen to that. Judy Hopps did well. I think you would enjoy that conversation She's we had. We talked about Judy Hopps a lot. She's my avatar on all my stuff on my Disney Plus and my That's My Disney awesome. Experience. It's all Judy. <laughs> A psychopath for awesome. Judy Hopps. Oh that's, that's pretty great. <laughs> so, um, and, and and something I never thought about too, and until just now actually, is that there would be lines for the characters. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm yeah. writing, I'm like, oh, there's a character. I'll just hop right up, take a picture, and keep going. And I'm guessing some of those lines are can be long. I mean, like some of the 20, lines 30 minute can get waits. very long, and you can wait. I mean, you wait 20, 30 minutes sometimes for these for these lines mm-hmm. if they get long enough. The good news is in Florida. It's a system. You literally, you hand that phone to that cast member. One cast member mm-hmm. uses your phone, one photo pass, you're done. You move on. Yep. Um, the difference, if you ever decide to go run a race in Paris, is those actors, not actors, the cast members, they treat the character stops as regular meet and greets. Oh, no. And those oh. lines, we were pulling our hair out. We got up to Tarzan and Uh-oh. Jane, and Jane shook all of our hands. We were like, what? Jane, just turn around, take the picture. Like, <laughs> it was, so that's a massive difference when you go out mm. to Paris, just be prepared. If you want to stop for a character, it's, mm-hmm. it is a process. I ran the 5K with my husband, and the lines, we couldn't stop. We just, we couldn't. It was probably an hour wait for some of these characters, and it was, wow. it was insane. 
Yeah. Wow. No, if, if the line to me looks like it's a half hour, I just won't stop for it. Yeah. I, I, I just won't. I will if it's like, you know, a handful of people in line. I don't care. Right. I think the longest one I waited in was for the old hag. And she had to take a character break right before me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like, no. All right. So, Jen, you said something a minute ago that, like, I, and I know what it is because it terrifies me if I ever decide to do one of these things. But I want you guys to explain it. Getting swept. What exactly mm. does it mean to get oh. swept when you're in an, a, a Disney marathon at Run Disney? Oops. Oh, break my heart, the by the way. Ladies, which, and I, I can speak. I, I know some of the balloon ladies like mm-hmm. decently well on a, on a more personal level. I have run with them before. Um, oh. I do a thing at, at the princess half marathon each year. I do what we call the dead last start where we purposefully start. We usually start right before the balloon ladies because they're the official last starters. We start right before them and we run our race from the back of the corral. And at the end, we have a friend run our statistics to see how many people we passed. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's and awesome. it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that we do and some people love it and some people hate us, but um, going back to the balloon ladies, they are the official 16 minute per mile pacers. Mm-hmm. So if they pass you, that doesn't necessarily mean you are swept. The bikes behind them are the official stop points. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are just a good gauge of where the 16 minute, cause it's 16 minute miles from the last people that start. So if you start in corral B, you've got much more of a buffer where you can go slower and you don't have to be 16 months. You know, like there's always wiggle room, but they are the official benchmark of the 16 minute mile pacers. And so once they'll have different kind of cutoff points where they'll stop you and say, all right, you're being swept. They put you on a bus, they hand you your medal and and then that's, that's it. But you don't, it's like, it's kind of a thing where you just want to finish it. If you've like trained all this time, you just don't want to get picked up by the balloon ladies and typically we're in like my husband and I are in like a middle corral like we are not elite mm-hmm. by any stretch but we always end up right in the middle of the pack which gives you a nice amount of buffer time like okay I can't stop for this character mm-hmm. I don't have to like push myself and want to die but yeah you do have to maintain that pace and there are, you know people get upset when they get swept and I do I, I don't know maybe Sarah can correct me on this but it seems like they're on the full marathon there comes a point of the day where it's like you're you kind of get to a point where you're like golden you're like okay if I've made it this far I'm gonna be okay yeah they do have some for the I know for the full marathon once you make it through Hollywood Studios and where it used to be where the buses are whether it's not buses there anymore because they right skyliner but once you pass that last bus you're golden like there's you go along the board you go along um that river that yep between the boardwalk and the beach club no more places for them to pick you up so once you pass that you you can crawl (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally it's like you're okay like you Mm -hmm. just have to make it there and then you're like okay i'm like i'm good but But maybe don't start for the margarita in mexico (laughs) which people do (laughs) part of the reason of course for being swept is the fact that they do have to open the parks i mean at some point because they're they're, they're not closing the parks the whole day for the marathons at some point the parks have to open and they can't have hundreds of people running through the parks you know all in one big clump so that's obviously part of the reason we're being swept right and the biggest thing is like through magic kingdom because the parks are usually open for the full marathon by the mm-hmm. time you're running through like animal kingdom's definitely open mm-hmm. yeah studios has been open, studios and, open. And, and, and epcot's and definitely epcot, open yeah but you have to be through magic kingdom absolutely all right so we've gotten the characters we've run through uh the finish line we get to the finish line 
obviously you finish, but I mean, is there anything more to it than just you cross a line? Is there a celebration? Is there you do. characters? You, what happens? You'll, you'll cross the finish line and um, pretty immediately we'll, you'll get to the cast member or to the volunteers that have your medals. Um, then you usually get the medal and they, they do push you through. Like they don't mm-hmm. want you to stop and take a bunch yeah. of pictures. They want you to keep moving. So you'll get your medal, you'll get your snack box, the infamous snack boxes. Um, <laughs> and then you can go to an area where you can take your official finishing picture and then they mm-hmm. kind of get you out back to where you started. Um, yeah. And that's where you can meet your family. They'll have characters out there. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's food and beverage, celebrations. There's tents for all of the charities that are there. So a lot mm-hmm. of charities will have little parties in their booths and it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, on the end of the half or the full, when you go to pick up your challenge medals, you'll go, you know, they'll funnel you one way to go and they'll check your bib numbers, make sure that you've completed the, what you needed to complete and then they'll give you mm-hmm. those challenge medals. Like it's very organized and anybody can point yeah. you in that direction. Very, very good. Yeah, very easy. And then I would say too, then you also have like your three quarter mile walk back to the monorail <laughs> and or bus. So like on top of what you've just run, like you got to walk away. Yeah. There's a lot of walking. A lot of walking. <laughs> oh, I'm done with all the running. I got to walk some more. <sighs> no, and what's really funny is I'll have people, um, cause they know that these races the majority of the time start and end at Epcot. And so mm-hmm. when they're looking for their hotel package, they'll want to stay at an Epcot resort so they can walk yep. to and from the start line. Right. You cannot. So when it's the start line, you might be in the Epcot resort area, but you cannot walk through Epcot to get to the start line because Epcot is not open. So you have to take the bus. And then I tell people at the end of the day, when you finish your half marathon, do you really want to walk back through Epcot all the way to the boardwalk? <laughs> like, I don't think you do. There's no great places to stay. It's just, right. if that's the reason you're staying there, just be aware that's probably not, not going to happen. All right. I've got to have to share a story about this now yes. though. Because this is, <laughs> this is, I will never forget this year. We did, it was, I think it was my third half marathon and we did it. This one was probably three years ago. We, of course, did the entire half marathon. We were walking through and we were on the monorail. We were staying at the villas at the Grand Floridian. No problem. Pop on the monorail. This is great. Go to switch monorails at the Ticket and Transportation Center. The monorail was broken down. The line was the entire way down the ramp and stretched out. After like 10 minutes, we looked at each other. I was like, "I, I have got to get back to the room. I have got to lay down. He's like, I need an ice bath like now. We walked from the Ticketed Transportation Center through the Polynesian around the Wedding Pavilion oh, back to the villas. my. It was like another two miles. <laughs> That's, and yeah. By the end of that day, we had, we could have done a full marathon that day because we were at like 27 miles by the end yeah. of that day. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what would have solved that problem though? Hopping on a bus to All-Star Sports. The bus of her running. Yeah, preferred, I'm, and I'm not saying trashy. A preferred room. So your room's right there preferred in the front. Room, you know, once you get off that bus, your room is like right. Go through the go through the the uh, All Star Sports Hall, the the Field Hall, whatever. And he's not a maniac. Come you know, on. And then yeah, exactly. And then you go around the pool, and there's your room. So come on, you know. I mean, let's that let's. Too funny. Uh, it's easy. It's easy. So Jen, you mentioned Cheer Squad. What is Cheer Squad? What does that mean? Oh, Cheer Squad. So that was my very first year when I was like, I ain't running. Um, and you can, it's cheers, C-H-E-A-R. Of course it is. Cheers squad. Um, basically it's a spectator and you have a special area to stand in rather than just like, oh, I have to find a spot on Main Street and I have to let them let me in. I have to find a certain spot. There are designated viewing locations. 
like in Magic Kingdom, it's right in front of the castle where your runners are going to be coming through the castle. So it's easy to see them. Um, you do get some swag. You get a special shirt. You get a little clappy thing that looks like Mickey Mouse, you know. And then you get um, both years I got like a really nice stadium blanket, which was wonderful when it was freaking freezing. Um, you know, and then you can purchase like a race retreat package for like to stick with your runner. I don't know if that was the case with the most recent one, but like sort of a spectator version of the package. But it was just very nice because you have that designated area. You have a few more benefits. You have a place to sit and some complimentary refreshments as well, like coffee and things of that nature. Um, and that was a fun time. I did that two years. I did it the first year when I didn't run. And then the second year I did the half marathon with Brady, but I did not do the full marathon. I did the 10 K and the half. I think that's how it was. And he did full marathon. And I was like, I'll just eat your good. <laughs> All right. So we've gone through the entire race. We've done everything we finished, which is awesome. We've walked the long distance back to our hotel or all stars. If you catch the bus, like you should, but anyway, uh, so let's kind of, let's kind of wrap up here. Um, for both of you guys, let's just say that somebody's new to the run Disney process and they want to do a run Disney race and they're, they're a runner. So let's not, I don't want to get into the whole, how you train for a race or anything, mm -hmm. but what should right. they, what would your tips be for them to get ready for a run Disney race specifically? And maybe something that people don't think about because obviously it's get good shoes, we're, you know, hydrate, be comfortable, blah, blah, blah. But are there mm -hmm. things about a run Disney race that people just don't think about? You guys have to tell them all the time. I think the biggest difference between a run Disney race and your regular half marathon is people will forget that this is still a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, you, there, there is a lot of pixie dust and magic that will help get you through those miles, but you have to still respect <laughs> the distance that you're running. Um, yes. and so I think a lot of people will forget that they're actually going to Disney to, to run a half or to run a full. Um, and my, my biggest, like a lot of the emails that we send our clients when we're preparing for the races are, you know, reminding about training and reminding about fuel and remind, you know, like, well, yes, this mm -hmm. is a super fun Disney trip. You are still putting your body through something pretty, pretty big time. So to yeah. re remember to respect the distance and you're going to have a good time. Jenny, Absolutely. I mean, she said it perfectly. And, and I think the other big thing is, yes, I know you're going to go down. You probably have your family. You might want to play in the parks. Do not stay out late. Be careful with what you're eating because when you are racing, you probably know what your body likes to eat prior mm -hmm. to a race. Don't be picking out to be our guest the night before with a ton <laughs> of cupcakes. Because that's not going to make for a happy day for you. <laughs> that's true. And I always, my big suggestion too, is if you want to take the race weekend and turn it into a big family trip, keep the fun after. Mm -hmm. Like get there, yeah. the get the races out of the way and then stay a few days. Then you can relax and you can Absolutely. eat as many churros as you want. And right. it's totally fun. Mm -hmm. now, 100%. Of course, we've got the regular races, the five, the 10, the marathons, of course. And then there are the challenges like the dopey, which is mm -hmm. like all the races at one time. Yeah, um, right. Correct. I mean, it's, it's like four races over the course of the weekend. It is, is. right. It's four, race, four consecutive races. You got, you do the 5k, the 10k, the half, and then the full. It's like 48 miles. You get the medal for all of them. You get the medal for all of them. 48.6 miles. Now, aren't there races that incorporate Got Castaway Key, run uh, like Disney Cruises, yes. things like that. So it used to be two different weekends. They did it with Princess a handful of times, I believe. But it is pretty mm -hmm. consistent with mm -hmm. Marathon Weekend that if you get on the Disney Dream the Monday after the full marathon and you run in the uh, Castaway Key 5K on the boat, you get a special edition mm -hmm. medal for, for doing that. But that's also important to know that th that 5K is different 
than the regular 5k on the cruise. And so that's something you'll need to register mm -hmm. for in advance with run yeah. Disney. Um, because if you just like show up on the boat and go run the 5k, it's going to be something different. Cool. Yeah. Which they always do have that Castaway Key 5K as far yeah, as I Yeah, so if you're on Castaway Key, you, you can just want to go. Right. Yeah. yeah, anybody can do it. But if you're participating in this one particular challenge, it is something different. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so final question, because that way we can wrap up. Uh, I'm going to put both of you on the spot. Favorite run Disney memory, be it with a character, with family, race, whatever. Just one of your favorite memories of, I was on this race at one time, this happened, and it was magical. Okay, mm. this way, I've got so many. I've got so many. <laughs> I think probably my very favorite will be, um, the course has since changed due to construction, but the very first year I ran the full marathon, you run through wide world of sports. And there's a lot of people that mm -hmm. hated that part. I actually enjoyed that part of the race, but I'm also a weirdo. We've established this. Um, so when I was entering wide world of sports, there were just a sea of people coming out and you, you can kind of like go past. And so I go through wide world of sports, which there's probably two, three miles winding through there. And so when I was coming out of wide world of sports, no one was coming in. Like the end of the race was behind me. Like it, you know, I kind of got a little nervous. Like I knew I was fine, but it's mm -hmm. like, there was no one coming in when I was coming out. Um, and so from the first marathon I ran to the second marathon I ran the next year, I had gotten pretty serious about my training. I had lost a significant amount of weight. Um, I really had worked so hard and the course was the same the next year. And I went into wide world of sports with a sea of people coming out. And when I came out of wide world of sports, there was a sea of people coming in wow. and just that moment of coming out and seeing like a physical and remembering how scared I was the wow. year before. And then this year, That's like awesome. all the work, I, I mean, I was a sobbing mess. I was bawling while oh. I was running out of ESPN just because all of that work had paid off. And that's probably, you know, how we had talked about like respecting the miles. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm yeah. a runner. I mean, I love Disney, but I do, I, I do this for the running. Right. And so seeing all that hard work pay off just personally was like the greatest, one of the greatest moments ever. See, and that's the difference in guys and girls because you're running out sobbing, thinking about how far you've come. I'd be like, eat my pixie dust, suckers. <laughs> no. I mean, I'd just be like, slow. You know, uh, uh, that's me. <laughs> so, Jen, your, your, your favorite memory? One of your favorite memories? Oh, okay. I mean, it is hard, but I do want to say that one of my favorites was that Tower of Terror 10 miler. Um, because like I said, that was my favorite race. And I remember going through the little trail that they had. Sarah, do you remember the trail? It was like kind of through the woods. Yes. Before mm -hmm. you got to ESPN. And I just remember like, oh, wait, this is different. Wait, I don't even know where this is. Like we're <laughs> running through this random trail. And that's when we came across the old hag. And I was like, oh, and Brady's just like, just stop. We're going to wait for this one because like <laughs> she had her cauldron and everything. I was like, okay. And I just remember that entire race from start to finish was number one, my favorite race. Number two, the best character greets. Number three, I felt the best when I was done and the after party was super fun. Yes. So um, <laughs> I think that my favorite memory was really meeting that character, which is random. Like I would never even say she's like one of my favorite villains, but it was just so cool. And everyone was like super keyed up. It was, it was just a blast. 
That's awesome. My favorite Run Disney memory is co-hosting a podcast with Jen talking about Run Disney, having Hi-Ho Sarah on the podcast. That's my favorite Run Disney memory. I love it. Sarah, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you this for having great. me. I'm so glad you guys got to day. chat. I'm like, because I, I, I talk to yeah. Sarah uh, every few days and I talk to Jen like every day and I'm like, I got my world's meshing here. This is so great. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she's my best friend now. Yeah, no. We're like, yeah, I'm going to get a call from Jen going, yeah, so Sarah and I are setting a podcast, so um, you can do your own thing now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. You're going to be replaced. Um, exactly. So Sarah, where can people find Sarah. you? Where can people find you online when they want to touch you down? Your Instagram, by the way, is fabulous. I love you. I really live on Instagram. Yeah, you do. I you live do. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always on. We're always traveling. That's kind of my jam. It's Hi Ho Sarah, H E I G H H O Sarah yes. with an H. With lots H. of H's. Well, lots of H's. <laughs> and it, it, for the listeners, you know, there's people on, on, on Instagram that have those little tiny dots across their Instagram stories because there's usually 40 at one time, always concurrently running. <laughs> that is Hi Ho Sarah. Just. You know, you can hit them real quick and kind of see the highlights. You can stop and listen, whatever you want to do. But that's that's her all the time. So, so Sarah, thank you so much for for joining us. Nice. This has been great. All right, Jen, uh, do you, do you now want to run a marathon? Um. Well, at this late at night, no. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would like to maybe run another half marathon. But no yeah. part of me wants to do the twenty six. Yeah, I'm not going to run a marathon at all. I figure I really wish Disney had like a. A, a watch TV Disney or watch a movie Disney where you could binge watch, watch like, marathon, binge watch like 26 movies in a month or something. I could do that. Get a medal for it. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, just be part of the cheer squad and cheer us on. I, I do want to do the cheer squad though. That sounds cool. That sounds really cool. cool. Uh, I'm going to have to be part of that. Uh, you can, of course, you can find Sarah. Thanks so much to Sarah for joining us. You find Sarah online at parkandpreston.com. Find us online at themsepodcast.com. Go there. All our content information is there. See the bookshelf. That's some of the stuff that we recommend in find all the show notes of all the shows we've been on the friends of the show are on there we really tried to start putting stuff on this website for just your consumption and everything mm-hmm. jen where can people go to find you on the worldwide interwebs on the interwebs i'm at upon a star jen everywhere and if you are so inclined to see my day-to-day life when i decide to post you can follow my personal instagram at upon oh gosh at jen underscore Novotny. now don't you have another podcast uh i think <gasps> You've been probably dishing Diz longer than just about anybody else has been doing it. Is that right? Yeah, you can also follow my other podcast at Divas Dish Diz. We're back to weekly episodes um, at this point, post-COVID. Well, Mm -hmm. in middle of COVID, whatever. We're doing weekly episodes again. Um, Lots of fun on that podcast. A bunch of girls, lots of rabbit trails, lots Mm -hmm. of tangents. Yeah, lots of laughs, lots of fun. It really is yeah. like sitting in a room with a bunch of women talking about Disney, and you're just kind of walking back, going back and forth, going, "Wait, why are we? How did we get on that? What just happened?" <laughs> we what? always come back to the main topic, and then at you some go, point. "What are we even talking about? I don't even know." Let's keep going. So yeah. oh, that's that podcast. <laughs> I have another podcast called the Deucecast Movie Show. It is a movie podcast all about Disney movies and other movies as well. Uh, that releases every Wednesday morning as well. As you can find that online, thedeucecast.com, and find all that stuff there. And of course, find us um, at the MSC podcast podcast on uh, on gmail at gmail.com you can find us on facebook find us on twitter find us on um, instagram instagram we're all over the gram as well we're all those places and final thought tonight we have a contest coming up for next week because this coming sunday one of my favorite holidays it is national book lovers day and so I love books. I do too. I read, I read, I, I, I so attempt much. to read about 50 books a year. I probably get to about 40 or 45 on average. I do audio books mm-hmm. and I love audio. And I'm actually done with my 
22nd now. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So we are going to do a little giveaway. Now, Jen is going to select four Disney books that she really, really enjoys. And I'm going to select four Disney books I really, really enjoy. We're going to put them in a little collage okay. on Facebook. Not on Instagram, not on Twitter, but on Facebook. Go and like the page on Facebook, the Mag- yep. Mystery Electrical Podcast. You'll see a collage there on Thursday afternoon of the books that we've chosen. Pick the one you want and comment. Next week, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to draw somebody's name out of all the comments in that one section there. And whatever book you chose, you will win that book. That's going to be the, that's going to be the contest. We want you guys to go there and uh, attempt to win a Disney book. And we would love to give you something Disney to read. We'll even have Christine's Cato book on there as well. Yeah, uh, we'll have Christine's Keto book on throw, there. Throw that and... in there. And I'll try to throw McNair's book in there, a hatch. Um, McNair Wilson, the former Imagineer we've had on the show. So we'll have mm-hmm. some Disney stuff on there. So go to the, go to the website. Go to the, uh, go to the Facebook page. Yes. Like the page. Mm-hmm. vote on which book you want and then if you win you get that book simple as that our first major book giveaway which i'm pretty excited about so there you go that is our show thank you again so much to sarah for coming on jen it's always a delight to have you on the podcast uh, as my co-host as really i just i just am in your I mean, shadow really really you just can't get rid of me That's i can't i can't essentially I, not that i would try on. Not that I would ever try at all. I mean, who else has a direct line to the Bobs? That's right. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for you to call the Bobs to get them on the show at any point yeah. in any time. But until that time, for Sarah, for Jen, I'm Dave. Be nice to each other. Spread pixie dust wherever you can. And don't forget to thank your Phoenicians. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.